Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to another show. This is the Brandon Tatum Show, 6 p.m. every Saturday. You know what you get when you listen to my show. You get raw, uncut, authentic. That's why people love me. That's why my social media is banging, too. So make sure you follow me on social media at the Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum on all of my social media. Also visit my store, the Officer Tatum store, the Officer Tatum store. Also, I will be in at the Capitol on the 15th of this month for a 2A rally. We'll have a little pop-up thing for all of our merch there. And then also I will be speaking. I will be there, me and my AR-15 and Korean. We'll all be at the 2A rally at the Capitol um, and obviously in Phoenix. So if you're in town, make sure you show up. Say what's up to me. Say hi. December 5th. You said December 5th. This month on the 15th. Korean messing me up. So let's get into this. Let's let's start with uh, the quad factor. I call it the quad factor for the Republican Party. And it's the quad factor in a detriment, a detrimental way to the Democrats. Let me explain what I mean by this. Let's start with the first thing. Uh, the Iowa caucus was a complete mess. They still can't determine who won the Iowa caucus, which is supposed to be the big uh, um, instigator of who will probably lead in the primaries in order to run against the president of the United States, President Donald Trump. It was a complete mess. I don't know what they were thinking about using an app that was not efficient, which explains to me how the parties work in, in general and how uh, the government works. They, they're not efficient in nothing that they do, especially not the Democratic Party. And then we move past that. Iowa was a mess. And then the president of the United States, Donald Trump, gave the best State of the Union address that I have ever seen, that I have ever seen personally. I haven't been into politics. I guess, to be fair, the only two State of the Unions that I've seen was uh, Obama and Trump. So, <laughs> But Trump gave the best that I've ever seen. I mean, he spoke about the successes of America unemployment at a record low uh, um, people, you know, satisfaction of American citizens um, in our economy is at an all time high. The most has ever been in, in United States history. I mean, I could go down a list millions of people off of food stamps, hundreds of thousands of jobs created wages are up uh, wages for young African-Americans, which people want to, you know, the Democrats want to talk about African-Americans. Wages for young Afri- African-Americans are high, the highest has been in the United States history. All of these accomplishments that Trump was alluding to at the State of the Union address were all great things for America. No matter what party line that you that you fall on, no matter what party you support or that you want to support or that you have been supporting, you cannot negate all the positive things that have been happen, happening under President Trump. And then, you know, Nancy Pelosi ripped his speech up like an idiot and looked like trash in front of the whole world. But that's that's pretty much what they do. And then after the State of the Union address, Donald Trump was, say it with me, acquitted. Acquitted. If it don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> Some of y'all may not like that. Uh, um you know, because people still think that uh, I can't even think of his name now. OJ. OJ Simpson. You still think OJ Simpson did it. I mean, he may have done it. I don't know. But he's innocent in the court of law. But anyway, Donald Trump was acquitted. They have nothing on him. He did not get removed from office. The impeachment. Yeah, he, he's impeached forever. Yeah, he was acquitted forever, too. 
Um, so that was another loss for the Democratic Party and a victory for the Republicans. And then right after that, let me see what what happened. What happened right after that? I was just thinking about the the Democratic debate. I think no, it was something else. It was something else in the middle of that. It was the debate. I think I think what I was thinking about is the debate and the debate. And I'll talk about that in the second segment because I want to I want a little bit more time to, to, to really get into the debate. But it was embarrassing. I watched I watched the whole thing. Um, it was hard to watch it, but I watched the whole thing. And they have no promise or no mission goals for the American people. All it is is anti-Trump, anti-Trump, anti-Trump. We're going to give illegals every right that we can think of in a book that American citizens don't even have. And then we want to give you free everything. We don't ain't going to tell you how to pay for it. And then if we say we're going to pay for it, it's completely impossible to actually pay for it without raising a tremendous amount of taxes on every single person in this country. I don't know. I don't know why people live in a fallacy of believing that we can depend on our government making the most wealthy people pay all of the taxes. Have you ever heard of um, tax attorneys, people who go to and and fight for you to pay the least amount of taxes possible? If you're making millions and billions of dollars, you're going to pay for a team of people that can scam the tax system where you're not paying that much taxes. You're not going to you're not going to pay the taxes that that the Democrats are promising that the millionaires and billionaires are going to pay. You're not they're not paying those taxes like that. You know who's going to pay the taxes? You are. Because if you don't pay the taxes, you can't afford for somebody to defend you. You're going to go to jail. Whole business shut down. All your funds garnished. You, you're not going to have you don't have money overseas. Your money is in an American bank. And you're going to get screwed. That's the only re- that's the only way they're going to pay for the new Green New Deal or the Green New Deal. I haven't heard them talk about that much. That's the only way they're going to pay for climate change. Is they're going to tax the crap out of you. And then they're going to tax corporations at ungodly amounts. And, and think about this for a minute. And I'm a business owner, and I have to get product from all over the world. I try to get everything from America, in, made in America. We take a big hit of profit with all of the things we get in America. But there are some things that just aren't made in America. There's things that aren't produced in America. And my goal, and I think the president's goal, and I think all Americans, we want everything to be here in America. We want people to be um, paying for our goods, not paying China. But if you raise taxes and they raise the minimum wage like they said they're going to do, where do you think these jobs are going to go? Where do you think things are going to be outsourced to? Overseas. They're going to outsource this stuff overseas. Now, mom and pop, small businesses, you're not going to be able to outsource all of your work overseas. Big corporations will be. And then where does that leave you, American citizen? Where does that leave your job? Gone. It's gone. You're not going to have a job. The benefit of cutting taxes, cutting regulations and and, and, and prospering big corporations and even small businesses is that you build more businesses, that you are more satisfied, that people are able to pay their employees. I'm going to say this. The government has gone, gotten way too big. They've gone way too far. The government is here to assist the people, not to lead the people, not to take over the people. Just imagine how many taxes that you pay. Just, just think about this for a minute. If you own a business, and I could be missing out on it because I have a guy to take care of my taxes. But 
you listen, you you have to pay if the business has a profit, you have to pay from tax from the profit. You have to pay taxes, uh, payroll tax. All of your employees have to then pay federal and state tax. Obviously, your company has to pay state tax as well. I mean, you look at all these tax you pay. And then if you are a CEO like myself, CEO of the company, you, you get a salary, you got to pay federal and state tax from the salary that you get. They're taxing the brakes off of you. And even with the amount of tax that you pay now, let's think about this. And I got a minute left. Let's think about this. If you are paying taxes, like this, if you own a house, you pay property tax. At the wazoo, my car, I got to renew my registration on my vehicle. It's like, I don't know, 80, and this is in the state of Arizona, it's $80, I think, to do it. But it's $300 of taxes that I got to pay to register my car. I'm telling y'all, man, pay attention to the writing on the wall. The Democratic Party have nothing to offer the people. I wish that they did because it would be a competitive race. But they have nothing to offer. President Trump has delivered a mission and a message. Whether you like his rhetoric or not, he's showing or yielding results. And I think that's what the American people want. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. I'll catch it after the break. This is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, make sure you call in in the fourth segment around 640. We're going to take calls. 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-KTAR. I want to hear from you. Make sure you follow me on social media, The Officer Tatum, The Officer Tatum. Y'all know what it is. Let's get into the Democratic debate. I know I talked about a little bit in the first segment. If you weren't here, we're going to get into this a little more. I want you to listen. And this is a this is a um, a collage kind of that was put together by the Daily Caller. Now, obviously, uh, uh, full disclosure, it's a conservative collage of a uh, highlight tape of the Democratic debate. But their words are still there. This is still coming from the mouths of the people who claim to want to represent this country. I want you all to listen to the foolery that these people are spewing at a actual presidential debate. It, 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 it was as boring as me being silent. Let me see if I can fix it. I think I got it. Let's try it again. I guess I can't play it. I don't know what's – yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if uh, my producer can get it up. But they're crazy. The things that they're advocating for is just off the chain. And, and and the funny thing is, is that I don't know. Some people probably take them seriously, but I, you know, let me say this. Let me say this. I'll just say this. I think for a president to be eligible to run in the greatest country on earth, you you have to, you 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 have to have a balance of perceiving or having a foresight of where the country needs to go, what the people want. And what what they're passionate about. If you're talking about climate change, people are people don't care about that. I, I'm being honest. It, it's people are not worried about climate change. People are worried about do I have money in my pocket? Am I gonna am my business gonna close down? Am I gonna be able to support my children as a single parent or whatever the case may be? People are worried about tangible things that they can control now. And, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because people with common sense and, and that do their research, they understand that climate change, in my personal opinion, is a hoax. It's a hoax. Think about this for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Two, two major things. 
the United States of America produces about 20% of the carbon emission, carbon footprint. India and China is 80%. Now think about this. Think about this for a minute. If we can do all that we can, which we have, we've, we've reduced our carbon footprint significantly in the last 10 years. China and India have gone up 500, 400%. I think in China, India is around four, around the same amount of percentage. They've gone up. Now, how in the world are we going to spend trillions of dollars for us to fix 20% of the carbon footprint and we still escape climate change? It's a hoax, man. It's a money grab. It's an okey-doke. The hoodwinking people. They, they, they want to get their cronies who are in the energy company of solar energy. They want to get them money. They want to support them. And it's all a pay-to-play scheme. Why are they still selling people beachfront houses right now? Why, do, why, why are the banks still giving loans to beachfront houses when supposedly in, in Florida that the water's going to rise and it's, people aren't going to be able to live there? It's because they're lying. They're making it up. Let me see if we can roll the clip. I want you to listen to these Democrats, and, and, and you make a determination if they make sense or are they crazy as two left shoes. Here now, the New Hampshire Democratic debate. He should be pinning a medal on Vindman and not on Rush Limbaugh. And I think... We have a racist society from top to bottom. I think we should all stand and give Colonel Vindman a, a, a show of how much we supported him. Stand up and clap. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at Joe Biden, but his dentures are on, on, on tilt the whole time that he's talking. They like they about to fall out his mouth. I don't know if he got to use his tongue to hold him in there. I don't know if his glue is going bad, but he sound ridiculous he almost cussed the people out telling them stand for colonel vimman now for those of you who don't know who colonel vimman is or the reason why he's saying that because trump decided that he was going to fire colonel vimman and also um sunland both of these people testified against him in the house hearing of impeachment they are both incompetent people in the government and they got fired Let, let's let's finish listening to the clip We almost there. there you go. Get your, get up there. I'm glad to stand on this stage with my fellow Democrats who talk about how important the black community is, at least at election time. No ma- exactly. <laughs> exactly. They are, they are literally, and I could play the whole thing. I mean, you can find it. All you got to do is look at the Daily Caller's website or whatever on YouTube, and you can see the whole video. But... These people are running for the president of the United States, and all they can do is pander. A majority of the debate last night, at least a good section of it, was about black America. And Elizabeth Warren said, you know, Republicans, what they do, I mean, Democrats, what they do is, you know, during election time, they come and pander to the black community. Well, it's true. It's true. Because think about this for a minute. I want y'all to consider this. The black community as a whole, all across the country, some of the worst schools in America are in the inner cities, in the black community. Some of the highest crime rates, murder rates, the murder capital is in Baltimore. Primarily, the people who are getting murdered are, are black people. When you talk about the struggles, when you talk about what they call injustice, you know, they say the court system is rigged against black people. Well, the, so you're saying that the local court isn't run by the people that run the city? Yeah. The municipalities, when you get arrested— for, for for crimes within the municipality or the state, that's the that, who's running the government, the Democrats, and they talk about all of these uh, um, injustices and, and and marginalization. They're the ones running the community. 
The Republicans don't live in these communities. The Republicans don't have policies that are causing these things to happen. It's the Democrats. And during election season, they say, we're going to give you reparations. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Forty years later, black people feel like they're worse off now than they were obviously 40 years ago. Some people think that race relations is even worse. And that's be- and who have we been voting for for the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years? Democrats. I, I, it, and it bothers me that we still give them credence, especially as, a, as an African-American. I don't vote for them suckers no more, but it, it, it bothers me that most, most black people vote or support the Democratic Party when they have done nothing. And I think Elizabeth Warren pretty much called them out for it, even though she's a part of the Democratic Party. They have nothing to offer America, especially not black America. And with one minute left, I'll give this this final say. The Democratic Party care more about illegal aliens than they do black folks. They care more about illegal alien families than they do American families. There's no way in the world that they will let somebody come to this country, take jobs. They claim they pay taxes, they ain't paying no taxes, get out of jail, free cards, free health care, and they can't even sustain the people that live in this country. AOC is another idiot that I'm going to talk about in the next segment. Let me not call her idiot. The things that she do is idiotic, right? She's probably a really good person. So I'll talk about her in the next segment. Make sure you stay tuned. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. Call in 602-277-KTAR. is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it right. This is the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Hey, make sure you call in 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. Call in in the next segment about 640. I want to hear from you. Whatever comment you have about the show, like or dislike, or if you have uh, some additional things that you want to say, holler at me. I'd love to hear from you. So I, I want to talk about more about these Democrats. Everybody know who Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is. Everybody knows she is. Um, she's very popular. I think she has great potential to be a brilliant young lady. I think she's just going down the wrong path. Um, she's a, she's She does idiotic things almost every time you turn around and listen to her. She says some of the most foolish things that I've ever heard. She's one of those people that they're so woke, they're actually asleep. You know what I mean? They're so smart, they're actually dumb. It, 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 she she goes too far up and beyond just to be popular or relevant, I guess, but it, it doesn't bode well around reasonable thinking folks. So a congressional hearing that they had, um, one of my good friends, Rob Smith, you can look him. You look him up online. Rob Smith online. I think that's his. I think that's actually his uh, social media thing. He's a conservative. He's a military veteran, and he happened to be homosexual. Right. One of my really good friends. A great guy. And he pushes back every chance he gets against the LGBT LGBTQ alphabet community craziness. Not everybody, but the crazy part of it. And um, that's pretty much I think why he's, he's tremendously popular. But this has nothing to do with his sexuality. The congressional hearing, he went there to talk about poverty. 
because there's a I forget the name of it. it's like a poverty act or something that congressional um, Democrats are trying to push forward. And I don't even know what they're trying to say. I guess they're trying to say that you somehow can't come out of poverty in America. I, I don't know. I guess if you have five kids by five different baby daddies, that's not your fault. That's somehow uh, the system that's holding you back. I, I don't know. But I want you to listen to I want you to listen to what she said about pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Everybody's heard of that saying. If you look up historically, it was uh, somewhat of a um, it was somewhat of a statement that of impossibility, right? Because pulling yourself up by your bootstraps um, is an impossible thing to do. But it's not meant to be taken literally. It's meant to be taken figuratively of you taking responsibility of your own actions by yourself, not relying on anybody else. It's called the internal locus of control. Right. And, and some people don't, you can Google it if you, if you don't know exactly what that is. But that's pretty much what this is expounded upon. But I want you to listen to what she said and I will get into it here in a second. Uh, wrote a film. For some reason, it's not planned. But that's okay. I think we can do it without it. We got some phone calls coming in, so I'm gonna let the producer handle that. But pretty much what she says is that it's a fallacy. It's nobody can put yourself by your bootstraps. It's impossible. It was meant to be a joke. And and it's like, listen, man, you can be all you can be in the United States of America if you put your best foot forward. And there are three principles that uh, one could live by that could make sure 100 percent that you will not live in poverty. One thing is, and I would say it's four things. One thing is, is that you graduate from high school. The second thing is don't have a child out of wedlock. Uh, the third thing is, is don't have a criminal record. I, I don't know. I don't know why people I don't let me let me say this before I get to the fourth one. I don't know why people feel as if somehow you, you woke up one day, you slipped and fell off the bed and committed a crime. It, you, it takes effort to commit crimes. I grew up in the hood. It, it, there's no excuse because you live in a you, you live in a neighborhood and it's poverty and other people are committing crime. That somehow you have to do that. I never sold drugs. I could have. I I know a whole bunch of people that sold drugs. Don't I just I hate when people use that as an excuse. If you don't have a criminal record, you you know you get married and, and don't have kids out of wedlock, graduate from school. There was another one I can't think of about it right now. But if you do those things. There's a 100% chance you will not end up in poverty. 100% chance. It's a proven fact. 100%. And I, I really think that people like AOC destroys the American dream. And you know why they do that? Because they need you to rely on the government. They need you to rely on the government. Because if you knew or you understood that the world ain't racist and everybody ain't against you and just because you're poor today don't mean you can't be rich tomorrow. If you actually knew that, you would not be voting for some of these people. You wouldn't be wanting them to take all of your tax money so they can somehow cure you or they can somehow uh, uh, protect you and make sure that your medical stuff is covered. Look, listen, we're smart enough as independent individuals to do that for ourselves. We don't need the government. The government has not been efficient in many things. Think about this for a minute. If you go back to slavery, the government, you know, they, they advocated for slavery. <laughs> Jim Crow, segregation. I mean, look at what they did to, to, to Asians in this country. I mean, you, you could go down the list. The government has not, they don't have a clean record. So why then do people want to have the government take more, more, more and more control? Now, I think police in America do a wonderful job. But for all the people who don't, 
you know, the police agencies are run by the government, state government, federal government. They even abide by the Constitution. So why would you want more government, but you claim that it's holding you back? People talk about the Ku Klux Klan, all this stuff. And they, why would you want more government when the government was allowing some of these things? We should be wanting less government, less regulations. And I think that, and back to <laughs> back to my friend Rob Smith, that's what he was talking about, that he grew up in a single-parent home, that he uh, could have decided to be in poverty and all this stuff. He decided to join the military because he wanted a better life. He wanted a, a, a financial stability. He, he honorably served. He's done a, a tremendous amount of great things in his life, and he's not bound and held back or held down by this invisible oppression by the white man. And so when he obviously when he expressed those things at a, in a Democratic led Congress, they gave him pushback. And he told me that like it was a single mom in there that was like, it's not my fault and I, no way I can get out of this. And somehow the government needs to help her get out of her situation. Let me say this before I get into this and I get too deep in this. I want y'all to call in 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. I got two minutes. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, and I know all of y'all are perfect that's listening to this, but I'm talking about somebody else listening to another radio show. Take responsibility for your own actions. Nobody forced you to go in a bedroom with somebody that was a deadbeat when you met him, and you have a kid now, and you have three kids now, and now you're a single parent. I'm talking about, and I'm not saying you get a divorce and things happen or your spouse die. I'm talking about the people who make a deliberate decision to go and, and, and live, live, you know, they only live once. And then they caught up in a situation. Let me say this. Let me say this before we close. I think I got probably one minute left. Also, you are the arbiter of your life. You control your success in this great country. If you live in another country, I'll say you can't. But in this country, if you work hard, you act with integrity you treat people kind, you believe in God, you will do better than you did last year. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know what position you're in, but you will do better than you did last year if you follow those principles. Make sure you call in 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. I can't wait to hear hear from you guys after the break. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show, KTAR. Peace. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're just now joining me, you're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Make sure you follow me on social media at The Officer Tatum, The Officer Tatum. Go to The Officer Tatum store. It's bomb. bomb Bomb.com. You're a conservative. You'll love it. If you're a Christian, you'll love it. Um, And also make sure you call in 602-277-277. KTAR 602-277-KTAR. All right, let's get to our first caller. Um, this is Tom from South Tempe. Tom, that go ahead. That is correct. How are you doing? I'm doing well, I, sir. All, I, this is the first time I've listened to your show. I just even heard it, and I even forgot your name, Brandon, I guess. Yes, but sir. I'm just, um, I like your show a lot. The first time I've ever heard it, you seem to know the streets. And uh, you're very intelligent, and you tell it like just tell it like it is straight up, and 
appreciate that's that. That's all. You know, just letting you know, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it, Tom, man. Thanks for calling in. Make sure you listen next you. week. You going to listen next week? Yeah, of course. This, is this your first week? No, nah, man. I've been on for probably six months now. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, Tom. appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Tom. I think I think we got it covered. I think we got it covered. But, um, yeah, I mean, all I do is tell the truth. That's all I do. That's all I know how to do. That's the easiest thing to do is to be myself and tell the truth and keep it 100. And, and I'm open for dialogue. If somebody can tell me how I'm wrong or that I'm misled on something, I'll listen. But you got to be pretty compelling. You can ask Corinne. I talk all day long. All day. All day. And I think I'm right about everything I say. I really do. Because I do the work. I do the research. Um, we have a couple more callers, but I think we, we're trying to get it figured out. So while we wait to get the calls to, fig- to figure out the calls, I'm going to keep running my mouth. Also, I think that was Tom's first time listening to the show. If this is your first time listening to the show, this is how I do it. I keep it 100. I talk about issues um, from a very reasonable perspective. I think I'm more conservative, obviously. I'm a little biased in some cases. Um, let, let's bring in our next caller. Bob from Phoenix, what you got? Well, I just wanted to uh, thank you for putting a shout out to everybody to hey, have have faith and have courage and, and don't give in and don't give up. Larry Elder shares with us his father's um, uh, comment about, you know, hard work pays off and and it does. And I just appreciate you, Brandon, letting everybody know that from your from the spot you've got for everybody to, to listen to. I appreciate it, Bob. I mean, it's it's my mission that God has sent me on. He blessed me, uh, saved me, all of those things. My mission is to spread that 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 good news, you know, the gospel and, you know, a very down to earth approach of like that you need to work hard. And and there's nothing wrong working hard. It's very satisfying. You can become all you can be. You have already been blessed to be in America. So let's pursue. And my goal is to have people pursue the best version of themselves and not be uh, held down by politicians and other people telling them they can't do it. Well, I, you know what? In that same vein, I'm a you know, you spoke of racist and you, uh, racism and people being held down from their uh, their thoughts mainly. But I'm a 60 year old guy about to turn 61 this the end of this month. And I've my, one of my closest friends is a guy named Randolph, and he's from Texas. He's a black guy. And, you know, he's uh, ex-Marine. I'm ex-service guy. But anyway, my, my point is simply this. Um, this is trumped up. Uh, excuse the pun, but there's not <laughs> racism. I mean, we, we went through that crap, and we, we've learned it. And through the grace of God, we've, we've understood it through his scripture. And you know what? We can turn this page and get on with doing our best. I mean, if we, I've got two little children uh, that we adopted, and then we— you know, we've been working with, and I got to tell you, I let them know every day, just do your best. That's all you got. Amen. You know, and yesterday's a million miles away. And our, our car manufacturers um, figured it out a long time ago. We've got this little rearview mirror and this big, giant windshield. And that's the way life goes. Amen. Amen. Bob, thank you for coming on the show, man. Make sure you come back next week. I want to, I'd love to have you on again um, to give some good comments. But I appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for calling in. Well, thank you. Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great analogy. You know, you you have you have the world ahead of you. You and think about this, ladies and gentlemen. You can do nothing about the past. It's over. It's gone. It it, it, it has passed. Even if you wanted to, you can't go back and change nothing. Why waste your time even dwindling or dwelling on a dwindling past? Right. 
focus on the future. The future of America is not rooted in racism. I mean, just in the studio alone. We got we got behind the scenes that's doing all the operation work. We got a black and a white guy. I'm I'm in here, I'm black. My lady's white, she's sitting over here. We got white people in in the studio. Man, ain't nobody care about no race. Ain't now one of us looking at the next man being like, oh, I can't work with you because you black or you white or we don't. Man, we, we are done with that. We are done with that. Are there a few brain dead people somewhere in the cornfield still yelling, I hate black people? Maybe. Maybe. But they don't have a voice. Most people in America love each other. I can go to Starbucks right now and it'd be a white lady at the window or um, uh, somebody from a, from a, another race. And they'll greet me and everything's good. Everywhere I go, I'm a, when I fly on an airplane, I've been to, I've been to 26 states. And that's not a lot. I know some of you have probably been off all, all 50 states. But I've been to 26 states. I've been over to 20 universities speaking. I have never experienced racism. I grew up in an all-black community. I also grew up in a diverse community. I went to diverse schools. I also went to an all-black school. I graduated from Paul Lawrence Dunbar, which is an all-black school. I have never experienced true racism. Somebody may have said an off comment, but having somebody tell me I can't have a job because I'm black, not want to serve me because I'm black, somebody discriminating against me because I'm black, I've never experienced it. And if they've done it, they've done it behind the scenes. And if they're doing it behind the scenes, how prevalent is it and why are people still crying about it? You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. If I ever go to a restaurant and somebody don't serve me because I'm black, I'm not going to I won't even get mad. I just won't go to your restaurant anymore. I'm going to go to a business that's fair. I may make a viral YouTube video about it. OK, yeah, I'm not going to lie on that. I'll make it viral. But at the end of the day, I really don't care, man, because I can go right next door to a place to have great service. And they're not worried about my race. They're not worried about my race. And I wish that Americans will just get behind reality. I saw a video earlier, and I made a video, uh, it's on my YouTube channel, of these white people, a, a, a young woman and a young man, kissing the feet of some black people who claim to be black Israel Israelites, black Hebrew Israelites. They were kissing their feet because these black folks are up here saying that they should be ashamed of racism and oppression, and these white people were down there kissing their boots. Literally kissing their boots, dirty, nasty boots, putting their mouth on them, kissing them. And then they kissed the whole squad boots. They had the whole squad come up and put their boots on the speaker and the white people going to kiss them. Come on, man. You, you, that's, that's just too much. That's too much. Anyway, we may have time for another caller. Call in 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. It's too much, ladies and gentlemen. We need to move forward. Stop letting the media lie to you. Stop letting the politicians lie to you. Go off of your own experience. And then here's how I'll say this. When I say go off of your own experience, don't go off of a biased experience from a, from a, from a racist lens. If somebody do something against you that you disagree with, don't always jump the race because they're a different race. Take, it, take a step back and say, is, am I, is this unequivocal evidence that this person is doing this because of my race? Or is it just the person is an idiot? I used to deal with this all the time on the police department. Some police officers were just, some of them, very few, were just idiots. They weren't racist. They were mean to everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they were you-know-whats to everybody. 
hard to fire some of them, but they 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 crappy to everybody. It's not racist. You know, I had I had a lady. I was at Neiman Marcus buying my beautiful woman the the nicest perfume I ever smelled in my life, and it was like three hundred dollar perfume. I was in there buying it. I go out. There was a there was a lady. I got two calls coming in. Let me let me let me let me stop running my mouth. Anyway, a white lady was was at a at a car and say, "Can I help you?" You know, she was kind of sounding weird. And I could have said that's racism, but then when I thought about it, she thought I was taking pictures of her car. I was actually doing selfies because she thought I, I ran into her car. So I could have made that a racial situation. Whole bunch of people calling in. Let me get to these callers. Uh, Alyssa from Phoenix, you're listening to the Brand Tape Show. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. I'm wondering if you could discuss how your theory is that, like, you know, you're saying race doesn't matter, people are past it, whatnot. But what about all of these social outcomes that we have? race i mean isn't that proof that we have structural racism and policies that create and continue like racist outcomes right let me let me let me explain that real quick so i'm pretty sure you're talking about the justice system and different things like that i think people jump to race talking about justice education right right i think I only got a small, only got a small amount of times. I got a small amount of time, so let me try sure. to get into this. It's people jump to race when it's not race. Some of it is culture. Some of it is behavior. African American people in this country commit over half of the murders in this country, over half of the violent crimes. So there's no wonder why we are overrepresented in the Where criminal justice system. Get that statistic. All you got to do is go to the go to. True. Go to well, it is true. Go to the any, according to the FBI statistics, that is not true. According to the FBI statistics, that is true. <laughs> All you got to do is look it up. That's where I got it from. So anyway, I, let's, yes, let's, move I, I let's move on. I, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's look at the justice FBI system. Okay. okay. There's, let's there's look no on. statistic that says that African-Americans are responsible for 50 percent of violent crime in this country. Where, where are you, where, where, what percentage then did you read? Because I've been reading this. I've been doing this. I speak all around the country. Where, 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 what percentage is it that you read? What's the percentage? The percentage of crime violent crimes in this country. Inside black communities. That's probably true. No, well, it's not probably true. A black community crimes that are committed in black communities are at ninety percent because most black communities are all black. So all the crime is committed by black people. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the national crime statistics that you look at. Over half of the violent crimes were committed by African Americans in this country. Over yeah, almost half of the murders were committed by black accurate. people. Okay, so we're we're gonna go on. Let's talk about the criminal justice system. A lot of people jump the race. It's not about race. It's about people's behaviors. People who get sentenced longer sentences, if you look at their mitigating and aggravating circumstances, you will see that's why they get longer sentences. I was a police officer. I got family members doing life in prison. It's not about racism. It's about people's decision making. So you're saying that black people are just more violent than other people? That, cultural, that cultural, cultural yeah. Black people violence? commit more crimes. Culturally, black people have the propensity to do that because of the culture. And you can't tell so me that's not true. Listen to rap music. I got oh, listen to rap music. So listen to rap music. Have you ever listened so to rap music? Look at that's video violent. games. Look at video games that are that are created by white people and played by white people. And look at war. Look at warmongering in the real world. I mean, well, look, look at, at the how, black community. You tell me. You tell me. Look you t- at slavery. Look at you genocide. tell me. You tell me why ninety percent of black people are killed by other black people. I gotta run. Thank you for calling in. I think that's it. I wish everybody would have called in earlier. We could have had a good conversation. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. You're listening to The Brandon Tatum Show. Catch me next week, 6 p.m. on Saturday. Peace.